Hey weirdos, welcome to Midnight Morgue. I'm your host, Miss Morbid. How are you guys doing tonight? This is our very first episode, and I'm really excited. I've always wanted to do a podcast, and now I have one, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to share with you all the creepy, scary, and just plain out weird topics that I have in line for you guys. If you've ever felt like the black sheep, like you don't fit in, people call you weird, you get really strange looks from grandma at Thanksgiving dinner, (laughs) then welcome home. This is the place for you. (laughs) I like weirdos. I like the creeps, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So the first episode tonight is going to be all about Hollywood movie curses. Yeah, curses, they're real. Fuck you. (laughs) I've got a list of accounts of curses from Hollywood movies, and I'm going to go through it. It's a detailed list, so it's pretty cool. I'm also going to be taking a request for topics that you guys can email me at midnightmorgpodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to hear about something or you want to hear something discussed, then yeah, most definitely shoot me a message. So let's get into this. Hollywood curses have been known throughout history of filmmaking and suspected. For example, in 1968, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby's producer, William Castle, was convinced that Roman Polanski's 1968 chiller was cursed. After its release, he was hospitalized with kidney stones and after experiencing hallucinations during his near-death experience, claimed to have seen the film's lead character approaching him with a knife. Then the following year, Polanski's wife, Sharon Tate, was infamously killed by the Manson family as she was nine months pregnant. Then we have the 1973 The Exorcist. Star Ellen Burstyn detailed a terrifying incident in which a fire burned the majority of the 1973 horror film set to the ground. Despite it destroying interiors depicting the McNeil family's home, it somehow left the bedroom of the possessed Reagan, played by Linda Blair, untouched. Which is pretty convincing, if you ask me. Everything else is burned down, but that one room where the possession takes place and most of the scenes are filmed. Not so much a smoke damage. It's crazy. You have the 1976 movie, The Omen. The Omen was plagued by a lot of terrible incidents. Lead actor Gregory Peck and writer David Seltz were on planes that were struck by lightning. Struck by lightning. Do you know the odds of that happening? They're pretty low. 
The stuntman standing in for Peck during the famous rabid dog scene was actually attacked by Rottweilers that bit through the protective gear he was wearing. A zookeeper on set to tame baboons was mauled to death by a lion the day after completing their work. But most tragically, though, after filming was completed, special effects director John Richardson and his assistant Liz Moore were involved in a serious car accident. Moore was decapitated in an incident that echoed one of the Omen's most disturbing scenes. If you've seen the Omen, you know which scene I'm referring to. And um, Moore was reportedly killed in a very similar way her decapitation, which is just, yeah, I mean, you can't explain some of this. You just, you can't. So next on the list is 1979's The Amityville Horror. James Brolin claimed it was a ghostly presence that pushed him into appearing in The Amityville Horror. He was thinking about the role when an item of clothing fell off a hanger in his bedroom, just immediately startling him. Ryan Reynolds, yeah, Deadpool, and the lead star of the 2005 remake, he would later go on to claim that he woke up at 3.15 a.m. every morning while filming, and you know, that's otherwise known as the witching hour, and he would just wake up every morning without rhyme or reason, which, I mean, at that point... Personally, I would be I would be questioning my my life decisions. Why am I in this movie? What am I doing? What have I done? <laughs> so child star Oliver Robbins claimed he nearly died after being choked by one of the puppets in 1982's movie The Poltergeist. A few years after the film was released, young actor Heather O'Rourke died from cardiac arrest and septic shock caused by misdiagnosed intestinal stenosis. She was only 12 years old, guys. Yeah, the poltergeist, I mean, I'm thinking about doing an episode completely completely dedicated to the poltergeist and, and the curses that that haunted and that that set was just there's so much more that can be said about the original 1982 Poltergeist, and I just, it's, I feel like just with the bare mention of it, it's just not doing it justice, so be on the lookout for that later on. And we have the 1983 Twilight Zone, the movie. I love the Twilight Zone. How can you not love the Twilight Zone? If you don't love the Twilight Zone, get the fuck off my podcast. No, I'm just playing. But seriously, do you have taste? I mean... (laughs) Love the Twilight Zone. But the movie in 1983, tragedy hit when director John Landis, who fell out with co-director Steven Spielberg due to unsafely cutting too many corners during production, they pushed ahead with a stunt despite windy conditions. So when a helicopter flew out of control, it came crashing down onto the precise position where actor Vic Morrow and two child stars, Micah Denley, Seven, and Renee Shinichin, six, were killed by the whirling blades and falling debris. Mm. The incident, which saw Landis acquitted of manslaughter charges, led to greater regulations in on-set safety. So, yeah, you can you can thank Spielberg for that one. <laughs> wow. I don't know if that was so much just a curse or if that was just shitty luck, but, I mean, 
It's It was a horrible tragedy, no matter how you look at it. So Stephen King, the more you listen to this podcast, the more you are going to hear me talk about Stephen King. That will come up. He will come up so many times, I assure you. I am a huge Stephen King fan. You know, while most little girls were in school reading the Babysitter Club books, I was sitting there with the Stephen King book. And while most little girls wanted to be a princess, I wanted to be a vampire. And (laughs) explains, I guess, where we are now. But back to Stephen King. One of his movies made the list, and I'm guessing if you're a horror fan, you can easily guess which movie, but it's Maximum Overdrive, made in 1986. Laura Harrington said that you always felt like something was going to happen or someone was going to die on set, which I don't, I don't feel like, you know, as an employer, your employees or actors as a director should feel that way. <laughs> but I mean, it is King, so you have to expect some uncomfortableness. The cursed film saw near-death experiences for cameramen and stuntmen, as well as a hurricane, which hit the set during production. Camera assistant Sylvia Giletti would later say, Every day, we had security because the movie was a very dangerous movie. Yeah. Go King. Keeping it real on set. So 1990, okay. Now, I was... I was a little torn about putting this on the list, but I mean, when I was doing research, it did come up and I thought, you know, it, it does deserve an honorable mention, but it's not a horror movie. So don't hold that against me, but it's 1990s, uh, Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore movie ghost. So it's not scary, but one of the biggest Hollywood urban legends goes that Poltergeist child star Heather O'Rourke, see, I told you, Poltergeist would be mentioned again just because, I mean, just look into that and and I'll have an episode all, all mapped out for you later on. But um, Heather O'Rourke haunted the 1990 film set. Crew members claim to have continually heard the footsteps of an unseen figure as well as a child laughing. Nope, I'm out small child laughing, you know, it's cute when it's your own kid, when it's your friend's kid, when it's your niece, when it's your nephew, when they're in the next room. Not so cute when it's on a set late at night and there's no kids anywhere to be found. <laughs> uh, everybody has that one thing that just scares them. We won't get into what mine is, but um, that'll, that'll definitely be on that list. Evil, childlike laughter. It's just Shit is scary. The film was shot on the same soundstage where O'Rourke had film scene as an actor when she was a child. So um, the poltergeist set was actually the same set used in the movie Ghost. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of why that made the list. Then we have 2005's Exorcism of Emily Rose. Lead star Jennifer Carpenter says she was haunted by a ghost that seemed to have a taste for musicals. She told Dread Central that while she was working on the 2005 film, a radio would continually turn on by itself whenever she got home. That just leads me to ask, like, what was the ghost playing? Was it, was it classic rock? 
got a little bit of McJagger in there. I mean, was it at least stuff that you want to listen to? Because I, I personally, I mean, that wouldn't really bother me that much. Like, okay, I'm home, time to prop up my feet, kick back, relax. All right, spooky, you got a, <laughs> you got a Rolling Stones cover you want to play or or what's. <laughs> So I just, I just, I don't feel like that would be too bad. 2010's Insidious. So it was Insidious's hospital set where strange occurrences seem to go down. I had a lot of people in my horror group that I'm admin on, on facebook.com. A lot of people tell me that Insidious is one of the scariest movies they've ever seen. I kind of laughed at that because it just, you know, to me, it wasn't, it wasn't that scary, but there are. There are rumors that surround that movie that, you know, kind of make it more scary if you sit down and, and you research it. And this this is one of them. So while numerous members of the film's cast and crew complained about feeling unwell whenever they stepped foot onto set, there were also claims that a buzzer from an unoccupied floor of the building would continually go off. They still don't know to this day, like, what was causing that. So it just, it remains unknown. So 2011's movie, The Innkeepers, a lot of the cast and crew associated The Innkeepers experienced paranormal activity in the form of lights switching on and off for no reason. Doors would swing open and shut, frightening those who were present. Cast members even received phone calls that, when they answered, would have no one on the other end. The hotel where the film was shot, the Yankee Peddler Inn in Connecticut, is known to be a hotspot for ghost hunters. I feel like that was a given. You film in a known haunted location, you get haunted. So, I mean, common sense, right? 2012's movie, The Possession. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, supernatural shout out, (laughs) who starred in 2012's horror film, The Possession, didn't believe in the ghosts before filming began, but walked away convinced that they were real. Wow. And if you have a non-believer who you're able to convince just by, just by um, working on a film, that's pretty, that's, that speaks volumes. But according to the film stars, odd occurrences plagued the set, which included the explosion of light bulbs and cold breezes following them around. The possessed box at the heart of the film was later destroyed in a storage facility fire. 2013's The Conjuring. Actress who played real-life paranormal investigator Lorraine Warren in The Conjuring was so uneasy about making the film that she left the script outside her house. Despite this, one morning she woke up to find three slashes on her laptop screen. The eeriest thing, though, happened when the family whose real-life haunting the film is based on visited the set. Crew claimed that a strange gust of wind followed them wherever they went. Warner Brothers Pictures confirms this so yeah you've got I mean that could just be that could just be um publicity for the movie but I do believe this because what it doesn't mention is that the uh Warrens Ed and Lorraine really investigated this like this was a real thing and um I won't dive too deep into the story behind the conjuring and and the Warrens um paranormal investigations because I feel like that could be a later episode but you know you watch that movie it's pretty eerie it's it's a good one it's pretty good um so 2013's return to Babylon uh 
Silent film Return to Babylon is said to have captured demonic activity on film. Director Alex Monty used an old school camera with black and white film that he mysteriously found in a bag. But when he watched back what he'd caught on camera, the lead actor's faces had morphed into demonic looking creatures. <laughs> okay, so you're going to find some random, random camera in a bag. And you're going to use this camera to film a movie about, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see what he expected. That's, that's kind of, yeah. 2014's Annabelle, director John R. Leonetti claimed to have seen three fingers drawn through dust on set multiple times. That's terrifying because the demonic doll at the heart of the film has three fingers. Producer Peter Sarfran went on to tell The Hollywood Reporter about some strange ongoings during the film's shoot. So we shot in this amazing old apartment building near Koreatown, and we had some funky stuff go down, he said. In particular, the first day that the demon was shooting in full makeup, we brought him up in the elevator. He walks out and walks around to the green room to where we are holding the talent, and just as he walks under, the entire glass light fixture falls down on his head. And in the script, the demon kills the janitor in the hallway. So that was totally freaky. So that's another, I mean, and then the one that I'm going to mention after. This is all Ed and Lorraine Warren's investigations. So like I said, I think that that would make a really good future episode. But yeah, the, <laughs> the next on the list is, of course, the 2018 The Nun. Annabelle isn't the only Conjuring spinoff that seems to have been haunted. Corin Hardy, who directed The Nun, says he saw two men in a room he was filming in at a castle in Romania. After completing the take, he turned to the men, assuming them to be just members of the crew, but they were gone. Chillingly, they would have to have had to pass him to leave the room. So he was pretty shaken up afterwards. You know, how cool would it be to actually film a movie in a castle in Romania that's just, that's awesome to me. Like, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's definitely on my, my bucket list is to go to Romania. So that wraps up our first episode and curses in Hollywood movies. If you can think of one that you've heard of that you've done research on that I didn't mention, please email me. Again, it's Podcast at gmail.com and I'll, I'll be glad to give that an honorable mention on our next episode. Thank you for listening and um, even though this first episode my uh, <laughs> my cherry popper episode it went a little shaky, a little rocky not as good as I wanted it to be, but you know, it's a work in progress. And these are topics that I love to discuss. So if, if you're like me and you love to hear about them, you discuss them, you know, you're stay put because more is coming. All right. Stay weird. Stay spooky. Good night. <laughs>